What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Happy Monday morning. I'm Will Brinson. I am your host. We are live from Atlanta. Holy moly. We're going to be here all week long uh, doing live shows from Radio Row, 12 to noon on CBS Sports HQ. Every day, Monday through Friday, the Pick 6 Podcast Rundown. Go to CBS Sports HQ, slash live. Or follow, check out my Twitter feed. I'll be tweeting out the links. We have a rundown. Lots of tons of guests coming up. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to reveal them, so I won't do that. I do know, however, that I'm sitting in a conference room right now in Atlanta at the AC Marriott. The what is it? The Media Salon. They're calling this. They set it up just for us. Built a brand new hotel just for CBS, and then built this room just for this podcast. It's bananas. I'm here with John Breach and Ryan Wilson. What's up, fellas? I want to jump in real quick and say if you thought you heard Brinson say that the Pick 6 podcast would be all week from 12 until noon, you are not crazy. Uh, and no, his podcast is not only time. lasting for one second. It's actually from 12 to 1. And the best thing about being in this media salon room is that Brinson can have his hair done while we podcast. That's right. It's, it's not that kind of salon. It's uh, not a, what? Are you sure? <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. If I Who's could doing have your hair, hair right now, then? That's I like. Me. I got my uh, Ryan Wilson also here. Ryan scrolling through. What are you scrolling through? Pro football talk. Is that a? Your phone is forty nine years old. Your phone is. Well, old we were old. Ubering over to the restaurant tonight, and John asked me if I had the uh, Marriott app. I do not because I can't upload it because my phone is so old that it won't let me. So, it's a four yeah. S and five S. It's five years old though. That's depressing. Um, okay. What are we drinking here? I got a, uh, a uh, some kind of IPA that's local, and I forgot the name of it already. That was fast. John's drinking some kind of porter. Graham Still. Cracker Porter. Graham Cracker Porter. I would also like to point out that Kevin, our editor, is in the room. I don't know if he knew this because he was taking a phone call at the time, but we can't dive into this podcast. There's a couple of orders of business. This is going to be a bit of a silly podcast because it's Monday of Super Bowl week, and you know, it's Monday. It's a weird, weird week. Uh, first order of business, John. Why did a pair of your underwear fall out of your book bag as we were unloading your computer supplies? Well, unlike you, Brinson, I travel with more than one pair of underwear. <laughs> Brinson tries to make one pair last the whole week. I've been telling him for four years that it's not <laughs> healthy. It's not sanitary. There are a million things wrong with it. I bring multiple pairs, and I put two in my backpack in case the airline loses my luggage. That's actually That's smart. That's something smart. I learned, and it was almost lost on Sunday when I flew in southwest uh changed where I was picking up my badge baggage claim at the last second. And so I thought my luggage had been lost and the underwear almost paid off with two well, pairs of my Well, I was being cheap. This is actually funny. I was being cheap and I didn't want to check two bags. So I took one of my bags through security and then checked it at the gate. And the guy told me, all right, I'm going to put it right inside the door. And then when you go into the flight, make sure you take it down to the end of the jetway. And as the flight's taking off, I go, oh my God, I never moved the bag. So I, and it had all my underwear in there. And so I was thinking That's all my underwear was still in Raleigh. Fortunately, the guy was kind of – somehow the, the bag showed up. Um, I've got so you were my, asking about the, the spare underwear you found on the conference room floor because you were going to wear the underwear because you – That's were, exactly right. I was like, oh, man, some random underwear. And you saw John Breach scribbled in the, in the name tag. Uh, okay, speaking of clothes, we're going to give some stuff away. Oh, finally. No, it's not Pick 6 Podcast T-shirts. These are from podcast listener Lewis Dawes, who's out in Vegas. What? Grab beers with Lewis. He sent a couple of shirts, and he said, uh, my handwriting's got awful, so I typed this out for you, yada, yada, yada. I sent you one of these shirts. I've already opened mine at my house. It's awesome. But he's like, I thought that we should give one to the world's biggest Steelers fan. Yes. And one to the world's biggest Bengals fan. 
Because your division's getting wrecked for the next decade, boys. Dangerous. It's a Baker Mayfield t-shirt. Congratulations. Nice. No, I appreciate it. Lewis? Lewis. Lewis, I will wear this Monday. Um, I don't know if I'll wear it on the, on the pick, six, pick, pick six show. We could, we could all wear it. says dangerous with a six as the G. I love it. It's a Baker Mayfield shirt. You hey, if I run out of boxers this week, I'll wear it. As a diaper. <laughs> you can wear it as a, as as a diaper. diaper. Um, Thank you, Lewis. This is this actually, yes. I appreciate the fact that Lewis makes good in a promise that I didn't even know existed, whereas John and I have yet to get our Pick 6 podcast t-shirts. Uh, I have two in my bag. They're not for you. They're for me. Exactly. Um, they're in case I run out of underwear. Like reach. Well, the week has already been made thanks to Lewis. So Yeah, exactly. So you walked out of here with a one. T- you're up one t-shirt just nice. for doing this podcast. Uh, Ryan's drinking a Stella Artois. Because he's a fancy boy. It's late. And if you guys are wondering what it's like to work with Brinson in a nutshell, a listener just sent us t-shirts. A promise we didn't even know about. Brinson has been promising us t-shirts for the last six months and still has not delivered. That's where we are. That's in a nutshell, working with Brinson. Breach, two years ago, maybe three years ago, when Brinson and I did the Pick 6 podcast, he would promise the listeners beer. Like, literally, he would send them beer if they would get five-star reviews. A lot of those listeners are very angry with Brinson. Because That's true. Guess how many beers they've seen. Well, it turned I'm, out that it's like zero. it's really hard to mail beer. You have to like yeah, wrap true. it up, and the postage is expensive. And technically, I didn't keep you from telling people that you were going to give them beer. Yeah, I, th- I thought I was going to do that. Um, I will buy you beer if we ever. And run also, into the FedEx delivery person has to check your ID exactly when they drop it off. And if you're not there, they leave a note, and then you have to go pick it up, and it's a whole headache. But the worst part is not my, that I order a lot of alcohol online. But the worst part is my buddy, Chris, my buddy Chris Allen, who works at New Belgium and is also a podcast listener, got me a bunch of pint glasses to send to listeners, and instead I just have a stocked. Uh, New Belgium. I think what me and Breach are saying is that we want to do a podcast with Lewis. Okay. All right. You can do the uh, – Lewis is a, a Maryland guy. You can do a, a podcast about Maryland. Thing is, he's not even wrong about the Browns. The Browns right now are the best team in the AFC North. <laughs> <laughs> you, what are you laughing about? I'm just – maybe a topic for uh, like – How? What percent of – all right, well, let's dive into some of that. It's, we can. We got plenty of time to talk about. Um, what percent of media members, Ryan – do you think we'll pick the Browns to win the AFC North next year? It's going to be a high number. It's going to be north of 65%. Wow. Because media members get cute. We, we like to get cute. This isn't even cute. Who's the best team in the, in the division? Well, the Steelers. Well, I think it depends what they get in a potential Antonio Brown trade. Let's say they get a second-round pick, get, John. Let's say they get a first-round pick. Even better. Okay. I'm so they get a first-round pick, you have... Connor at running back. You still have Juju Smith-Schuster, so you're still. Are you? Are we sure Juju's going to be great if he doesn't have? Yeah, a or, I mean, are we assuming his injury at the Pro Bowl is not going to hinder him? Also, mm. knee contusion. You never know. His Pro Bowl injuries linger. Somebody, somebody, somebody Robert Smith tears his ACL playing beach wait, volleyball at the Pro Bowl. Let me tell you something. I suffered an ACL injury. <laughs> I'm fine. First time I've heard of this. Juju's going to be fine. So wait, you're the one picking the Steelers. What are you? I would say the Steelers are the best team with Browns, Ravens, and as the Bengals fan, I'll say they're dead last right now. I think we can agree on that. But I, I don't I, usually agree on that. The, the, Bengals Steelers, are, the Bengals are trash. The Steelers missed the playoffs. That. They have all the drama with Antonio Brown. Le'Veon's gone. If James Conner gets hurt, what's plan B? Jalen Samuels, first of all. Yeah, Jalen It's your team, man. You should Unless know he's playing the Patriots, he's, he's just okay. <laughs> There's a lot to love about that. I mean, Freddie Kitchens I love. To the higher defensive coordinator. You know, but I think we've seen a lot of times coordinators getting promoted to head coach. Sometimes they're in over their head. So I think the first four or five weeks of the Brown season, it will be interesting to see how Kitchens, you know, if he's going to be calling plays, it's just a lot of responsibility to go from QB coach to coordinator to head like, coach. Like we saw what happened with Jackson. Looks. Well, looks. yeah. Hugh Jackson was a pretty good right offensive there, coordinator, sure. and he sucked at being a head coach, so... 
You know, um, it can happen. Yeah. I'm going to say that um, the number of people, media members who pick the Browns, you said how many, what did you say? What was your number? I went a little high. 60%. I'll set the over-under 60%. He said 65 before. I did say 65 but I'm, okay. I'm down it back a little bit. I'd say 50%. Uh, Ryan's going to say 55%. I'm going to say uh, 43.5%. I even go Who are they that. taking out? The, the Steelers. The Lamar Jackson. Yeah, the Ravens just won. They won a division. What percent of media members are going to have the Steelers third? Oh, that'll be that'll be around fifty percent. How many media yeah, members besides me have the Bengals in the playoffs next year? You just said they're last. Zero percent. Well, and everyone's going to. You can last. tie for third, which is technically last, and still make the playoffs if all three. Even teams our buddy Paul Daner, who works at the Cincinnati Enquirer, will have the Bengals last. I'm guessing. That's well, yeah. The Paul Daner is a not as much of a Bengals fan as Breach. I'm not sold on Lamar Jackson. By the way, wow, go on. Well, Greg Roman's a new OC. He's a running first guy. He did all the things with Colin Kaepernick. But at some point, you have to throw the ball. And when we saw what happened when they had to throw the ball against the Chargers, we were literally 22 minutes into that game, and people were calling for Joe Flacco, who hadn't played in two months. That was insane, by the way, to call for Joe Flacco. And now teams are going to have a whole entire offseason to devise things to stop that. Chargers had one week to come up with their send-out defensive backs. I like Lamar Jackson. Ran for 695 yards and seven starts, and then whatever he did before that when Joe Flacco wouldn't throw the ball in the end zone. (laughs) But... If they find a solution to the running game, is anyone comfortable with him throwing the ball twenty five times a game? I think he I, I think he got better as the year went on. I don't disagree, but to the point where he can throw the ball twenty five times and he can win football. Who would you rather have the ball throwing twenty five times per game? Lamar Jackson or Blake Bortles? Lamar Jackson? Yeah, why are we why are you asking that? Lamar question? Jackson Who or Andy Dalton. Lamar Jackson. No, really? Andy, Andy Dalton. Yeah, I'm just Chris? Yeah, no. I, if you protect Andy Dalton, he is a very good quarterback. If you protect Andy Dalton, to give him Tyler Eifert and Gio Bernard and Jeremy Hill at his peak and, and Mom Sanu and Marvin and Jones Sanu and he won the top games. ten defense. Yeah, that he did. He lost that's some like, that's his So did Blake, Blake Bortles won ten. Okay, well, I'm maybe I'll be the the Maverick. Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals. That's my pick on January twenty. What if you you should go Browns, Ravens, Bengals? Nah, I don't think the Browns are winning the division. Bengals. I, he's doing the reverse Steelers jinx because he, 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 he loathes the Steelers so much. There's no way he thinks they're going to win the division. All right, let's move on. You mentioned the Pro Bowl. Oh wait, wait, wait. before we go, I got to give a shout out. I think another present for us. No, no, I don't. Uh, but uh, OGO, oh, get out of here. You see this backpack? This thing is freaking awesome. Why they get? I just got it. New, look, it's all got these Why they soft give you straps, hair? tons of room, laptop case. Oh, you had a place, dying in, there your, you had a place di- in there for your hair dryer. That's nice. I do, I do. I do have a place in there for my hair dryer. I don't dry my hair. Thanks, Ryan. Um, I uh, I need a new backpack. Got a new backpack. Recommend OGO. It's I'm asking you, how did you get it? Uh, podcast listener. I swear to God. It's a true story. Uh, well, this is funny because we started talking about backpacks and Brinson asked me the day after Christmas. He roped me into a podcast I was like, it's the day after Christmas. I wasn't supposed to do it. But I did it anyway because I am a good co-worker. And he asked me what I got for Christmas, which was a friendly question to ask. And I told him I got a backpack. And Brinson said, I wish I had gotten a backpack. I, know, I, was, I was dead serious. I really wanted a backpack. And now here, here you are. Well, I had a backpack. Yeah. And so, because like, I've had, I've always worn like a single strap carry bag. Messenger it, bag. Messenger bag, if you will. Yeah. Uh, hipster doofus bag. You will. will, and it uh, messes up my shoulder. Like it, you know, you tilt one side. You switch switch shoulders. Everyone knows that. Or you could just get a backpack with two shoulders, too soft. I mean, like I almost want to wear this just around, just because it feels good on your back. So check it out, ogio ogio dot com. If you like the backpack, I highly recommend it. You can also look at the pictures of the backpack on my Instagram. I'll be posting them there. Will Brinson. I'll be posting uh, 
podcast content all oh, the week. Oh, by the way, not to interrupt you, but I do have a question about your Instagram slash Facebook slash MySpace. So, Robbie, your four-year-old? Yes, my five-year-old. Thank what was that about? Um, on Friday night, I was doing HQ, and uh, Robbie busted up in there, and he walked up and he saw uh, Kelly Stewart in Vegas, Eric Casilius in Stanford, Connecticut, picture of me and Hammer and Hank Goldberg, and he said, hi, everybody, and then walked away. I saw, I didn't hear the audio, but I saw the video. They muted me as soon as he popped on the screen. I saw you give him the arm bar. Yeah, I was trying to stop him from coming you in. You stopped short with him. He was, he, his iPad had died, and he wanted my telephone. So he came up there, and I gave him the telephone, and he goes, thanks, everybody, and walked away. It was really At least he's well-mannered. He is. He despite is well-mannered. terrible parenting from his father. Uh, okay, more football news. The Pro Bowl happened on Sunday. Uh, this is the, the John Breach is very sad. It's the first time he's never watched the Pro Bowl. He's been. I alive. actually, it was news breaking news when John told me Juju got smart, uh, got hurt. Is that true, John? Uh, it's true. He went off with the injury, and the thing is, I am one of definitely the minor one. Is I love watching the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is like it's so dumb that it's enjoyable. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like well, watching The Bachelor. You know, it's just of, like trash television, and I'm going to watch every minute. Speaking of dumb things. I have a dumb thing to play for you. Oh, boy. This is one Jason Witten. Oh, boy. Oh, you can't hear it yet. Hold on a second. Is this uh, him making quite the error? Yeah. Well, yes. This is uh, this is his mistake. Ebron was his guy all year. And that's Jason Witten talking about Eric Ebron saying that he's been Patrick Mahomes' guy all year. I don't know if you guys are aware. Uh, Eric Ebron and Patrick Mahomes don't play together. Eric is that Ebron better is actually, or worse than Hunter Henry and Derek Johnson? It's worse. Because at least Stephen A. Smith is overworked and under knowledge on the NFL. Jason Witten only covers one sport. Do you he, think Jason Witten ate cheese sandwiches and drank Kool-Aid? Is that what you're saying? No, my God, that was amazing. That rant from, from Stephen A. Smith, should I bring that up? That was actually I, I was actually on the plane flying in. I was thinking about that rant and laughing because I rarely laugh at anything Stephen A. Smith says. I'll see if I can find it. But you that talk was about Jason uh, Witten. I'll find it. That was good fun. So, John, you said you love the Pro Bowl, but that's where Tyler Eifert's career ended. Ouch. Right? I mean, what are you trying to tell me? That I can't love something because someone got injured? You, then the, I would hate the Super Bowl. Tim Crumright broke his leg in Super Bowl 23. <laughs> you do. Do I hate the Super Bowl? No, yes, I love it. you do. I mean, maybe but, a little bit. But, I mean, it's, it's a mindless Here's the thing: is, is if you watch today, it's it's two hand tag. I don't hate that. It's just there like, was a lot of tackle. The, the players are down before the whistle. You see crazy stuff. We saw Ezekiel Elliott playing defense. We saw Mike Evans got an interception. Mike Evans got an interception. Kamara Barkley all playing defense. That's what I want to see. And I was telling these guys that if the Pro Bowl was offensive guys playing defense and defensive guys playing offense, like Tom Brady at safety, I know that would never happen now because he doesn't play in the Pro Bowl. He's in the Super Bowl every year. But, you know, Deshaun Watson. You know who would be guys. a good safety? I'm not even kidding. Lamar Jackson. Not, not, the second best safety is Blake Bortles, but I'm thinking along the same lines. Bortles, I mean, and I don't think any team would want their quarterback on the field playing defense, so we'd have to look more at running backs, wide receivers. But I think kind of throwing guys and also a Pro Bowl role, Pro Bowl role going in the future. I want to see the guys that score the touchdown kicking the extra point. I'd be okay with that. I like that, I like that, that excitement, right? Um, here also is Jason Witten, just while we're bagging on Jason Witten. Wait, this and is, also while you're kicking a field goal, a jersey number has to match. So if you're kicking a 36-yard field goal, number 36 has to kick it. Um, okay, hold on. We're going to put a sound effect of Stephen A. Smith before we do okay. Jason Witten. So uh, for those who don't know, I'm from High Point, North Carolina, Archdale, North Carolina. Very small town, just like 30 minutes south, Randolph County. 
Dad does some. Uh, been to the, I've been to the courthouse there a million times in Randolph County. Uh, dad bailing you out. Yeah, Dad bailing me out from uh, meth crimes and whatnot. Uh, at any rate, Stephen A. Smith, Derek Carr said he wanted to fight Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith, Smith responded by yelling about Archdale. They didn't work in Archdale, North Carolina, living off tuna fish and Kool-Aid, working for free covering high school sports from 7 to midnight. They didn't do multiple internships. They didn't accumulate over 500 points. <laughs> I can't get over He's like, living off of tuna fish sandwiches and Kool-Aid? That's a cheat. Somebody replied to me on Twitter and said, well, please, don't even get at me. I live off of water. It's like, dude, everybody lives off. Water. But he has time for what? Time for Twitter? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, so, where did he work in Arsdale? Uh, I think he worked at the the Winston Salem uh, Journal too. He worked yeah. at the Arsdale, whatever the Arsdale paper was back then. But then Winston Salem. Yeah, yeah. But then he moved to Winston Salem and covered in Winston Salem. Anyway, um, so the Pro Bowl happened. It was. Uh, are you worried, Ryan, that Jason Garrett smiled the entire time and his team almost got shut out? No, I'm not. I, I, to be fair, I, I didn't watch it. I was working on some other things mm. that weren't fantasy related, like not fantasy football related. But were they Stephen A. Smith related? No. But actually, John <laughs> brings up an interesting point. I think if John were the commissioner of just the Pro Bowl, it, it might incline more people to watch. I like the so like Vince Williams, the Steelers linebackers number ninety eight, so he could never kick an extra point or a field goal. Yeah, right, John. That's true. Chris Boswell would have to be number two because he's at the point in his career where he can't kick anything farther than two yards out. Jeez, a Boswell bag. Um, no, I, I'd be fine with that. Um, here's Jason Witten's other gaffe. At the end of the Pro Bowl, he's handing the trophy to Patrick Mahomes and Jamal Adams, I believe? Yeah. Pro Bowl, let me present you guys this trophy here. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Get it down below. Here we go. Here we go. You got it? And that noise you heard was Jamal Adams freaking out because Jason Witten ripped the top off the Pro Bowl trophy. He shredded the top. It was amazing. He literally, and it's such a perfect metaphor for Jason Witten's season because... Fitting into a... He's trying to do the basic job that he's been hired to do, but his hands get in the way and he screws it all up. So let me ask you this. So if Tony Romo hadn't happened as the the world's best announcer, color, color guy... Where would Jason Witten rank after year one? Because he was he got better. I'll give him that. Yeah. We said Lamar Jackson got better. Jason Witten is the Lamar Jackson of first year announcers. Did, did you read the? Term I mean, words? if you're asking where he's ranked on a number one, he's way behind Collinsworth. He's way behind Aikman. Like he's still at the bottom. Is he behind Aikman? Aikman. He's yeah. behind. Aikman's terrible. I made the mistake of saying like in week two that Aikman was on par with Witten. Aikman is. Eons ahead. Yeah. He's well. Yeah. He should be. He's. Been I understand why people don't more. like Aikman. He's not animated like Tony Romo is, for example. Aikman, but he, Aikman doesn't know the rules, and he like. Is but he, he knows a lot. Like he understands what's going on on the field. Whereas you feel like Jason Witten. I mean, Jason Witten's calling people Eric Ebron. I think that so in Tony Romo's super exclusive with Richard Deitch at the Athletic. Um, it was a CBS Sports Media Day, but Tony Romo sat down with Deitch for a little bit. That's it's, it's exclusive. But he pointed out he was asking about Witten, and he was like. What do you, he's like, you know, what do you think about Witten? He's like, well, I told Witten before the year, Romo said this, he said, if you're great, it's like, ah, you know, you get like a free hall pass for the next five years. But if you're bad, people just jump on you and they're looking for, and, and, and like, I almost felt that way as a viewer. It's like every time Witten yep, would do right. a broadcast, I'd be like, I would like subconsciously be like hearing more of the stuff he was doing that annoyed me. He was doing it to the point where and, like... And, and the flip side of that is if Romo 
mess something up in like week eleven. Yeah, like, everybody's uh, like, Romo's uh, always awesome, so who cares? Yeah, it's like, right. oh well, he finally screwed one thing. Right, it's bound to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it got to the point to what you're saying, Brinson, we were looking at Booger, going, you know what? He's not that terrible. I, I thought. I th- here's the problem: they put three guys in a in the same booth. Well, sort of. One of them in the booger room. But that's the problem. It's like, they're like, I know, let's break in uh, three guys, two of whom are doing something they've never done before, all three of whom are working together in a situation they've never worked before, and let's put one guy down on the field, and maybe that'll help. Or he chemistry. blocks the view of 200 people and they get super angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it makes no sense. And so you're, you're basically, it's basically like Witten and Booger like fighting to make the same comments about, you know, whatever's happening. That's the other thing. So if there's a third man in the Nance Romo booth, it would have been much more awkward. Unless it was... Right. Unless it's like super-duper stud Gene territory. I was going to say Breach. Like, I would love to see Breach in the middle of that. Right. Well, Breach would be like, hey, well, like, or like, like a good example, I think, would be, like, if you took somebody like Kyle Brandt, who you're like, all right, Kyle, like, you're going to talk about what's trending. Or like, you know, like, what, like... Yeah, but do you, I don't know if you need it. I'd like No, you don't need it, but I'm saying like, or I mean, like, you throw a Breach in there and be like, Breach, you're going to talk about what's, you know, like... Like, you're not a, it's not a three man booth. Like, the problem is you can't make it an egalitarian booth with Witten and Tessator and then Booger down on the but field. But we've seen, we've seen so many people try the three man booth with the odd three man. We had Dennis Miller, we had Kornheiser, yeah. we had Rush. Jaws. I forgot that Jaws was in there. Right. Rush yeah, I Limbaugh I was Rush. an NFL yeah, announcer. It's insane. Like, you think about that it. blows, that should blow anyone's mind. It's like, regardless of politics, the fact that Rush Limbaugh was calling football games uh, <laughs> is just absurd. It's almost as offensive to the brain as Dennis Miller calling football. But uh, yeah, and it's because they. But that was so long ago that it actually was sort of like cutting edge. Now it would be okay. But they always. I, I thought Dennis Miller was hilarious. I mean, like Dennis Miller's show. Remember they used to open up with Tears for Fears. Everybody wants no. to rule the world, and he would like Dennis Miller's like striking the cue ball from over in the corner, and then you don't remember Dennis Miller's HBO show? No, not as well as you do. Oh, all right, he'd make the jokes about the gorillas, and the... that's like twenty years ago, probably, right? Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, you know, you're not young, right? I know that's why everything's like twenty years ago, but I'm surprised that you were watching it when you were well. Maybe you, were maybe you just have um, some sort of degenerative. Brain what else disease. is going on? Uh, what else is going on, Breach? What we? Oh yeah, Tom Brady. What do you think, John? Should we should we should we blare some audio of Tom Brady at the? Uh, oh, what's he mad about? Mike dropping? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing: is I can't believe thirty five thousand people showed up at the Patriots send off party at Gillette Stadium. This is their ninth Super Bowl in nineteen years. They're going every other year, and if you watched footage last year, there weren't a lot of people there. And the reason is the Patriots left on a Monday. People have to oh, work, yeah. reasons not to show up. Now they're like, let's do it on a Sunday. Boom, everyone shows up. That place was packed. Give Patriots fans credit because you would think that at some point, maybe it's like, you know, we don't want to spend our whole day out there fighting traffic and all this because we see this every day. They'll probably be back next year. But it does feel like Patriots fans are starting to appreciate the fact that we're getting near the end, and they know it. And they know there are might they not though? be – I mean, I don't think they're going to be – after where next are they year, going? I yeah, mean, where he, are they going? I, I, don't, I don't think there's any more Super Bowls after next year. After <laughs> next that's year. That's insane, though. That's one more year, which yeah. is still crazy. They probably won't win a Super Bowl in the next two years. Like, you can't say that about any other team. There's no I've team. never got on the record saying they're done, but I'm saying uh, next well, year's the end of the line. Well, what do you think about the fact that Tom Brady said, and you write, you write, you write Tom Brady your, retirement articles this is every your, day. Right, right, right. You're like, Tom Brady hints at when he might retire. If he tell, gives a hint, I'll write it. Right, but like he said something about Giselle was going to give him two years, and now he goes on ESPN with Jeff Darlington, 
and, and flat out, Darlington's like, is there any chance you retire this year? Zero. And, and, and this is the thing. A lot of people like zero. I wrote this article last week about Tom Brady talking about retirement because it was something that not a lot of people knew about. And it wasn't like necessarily a traffic thing. It's that if he does retire, we have this <laughs> proof. Not necessarily retire. It, it's like getting it's documenting what he said because yeah. I think most people missed it. And during the what was supposed to be the final episode of Tom versus Time, it came out the night before last year's Super Bowl, before Super Bowl Fifty Two. In there's footage, their vacation in Costa Rica. Uh, it's during the 2017 offseason. He's sitting on a chair with Giselle, and he says, and he looks at her, and she's like, I don't know how much longer he's going to play, and she just looks exasperated. And Tom says, honey, I'm going to play for two more Super Bowls, and then I'm going to retire, and that might not, then I might not play five or six more years. I just want two more Super Bowls. And then boom. But see, he, the difference is I want two more Super Bowls no, versus no, but, playing two more Super Bowls. Well, he wants two more wins. That's, you can interpret it however you want. But the thing is, he's in his second Super Bowl now. Right. And so that is where it comes in, you know, like his original comment. And so it doesn't sound like he's going to retire. I think the Patriots legitimately thought last year, they're like, we're going to play against Nick Foles. We're beating this team. We're be- we are winning the Super Bowl. Of course they did. Who thought they were going to lose to Nick Foles? I did. I, I picked the, the Eagles to win. Did you pick the Rams? No, I picked the Patriots. You know, the Patriots bandwagon? Well, I, I picked against the Patriots the last two weeks. And you know what happens when you pick against the Patriots? You make them believe that they're underdogs, and it causes Tom Brady to do something like this at the Patriots send-off party in Boston. Let's let them hear it all the way down to Atlanta. We're still here. 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 All right. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I have uh, licensing rights for Ozzy Osbourne's Scream and the beginning of Crazy Train, so that may The world's most issues. handsomest man married to the world's most beautiful woman complaining about being still here. What does that have to do with my life? I'm talking about his... Oh, Tom Brady. Yelling, sorry, sorry, yelling, sorry, 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 sorry. You're not the world's handsomest man, Brenton. That's where it went. It's a, it's a, it's a little confusing. <laughs> I can see how you messed that up. We've known Brenton for 10 years, maybe a little less. How selfish is it? We learned. We learned <laughs> We're waiting for an Uber, and and Brinson just bonks out on us to find the first one with with the other group that we're going out to dinner with. And then the food comes. Brinson grabs all the chicken wings. Doesn't even pass out napkins. I was starving. He's an animal. <laughs> but it, the thing is that I said they needed one more, and I was the first person there. So I said, "Why don't I?" Tom Brady can't play forever. He's. You say that one. every year. No, they don't say it. Like I haven't said that every year. I thought I, I picked the Patriots to win the Super Bowl last year. Uh, I thought they were going to do good this year. But he literally is going to eventually hit a win. Like, Wilson, you're the oldest one here. You tell me when he's going to hit it because your body can't hold up forever. He's 41. He's, four, four he's going to be 42 when next season starts. We've, and that's what I think his limit is. I think he's done. Why? 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 Let me tell you this. Brady and I have something in common. ACL surgery. And we're both doing <laughs> extremely well. Yeah, you've actually recovered much better than Tom. It took Tom 10 years to really right. get back. No, but my point is he's not – He's like Philip Rivers in that. It actually took it. Tom seven years to win a Super Bowl after ACL. He's been doing the exact same thing. So since. he's the opposite of Philip Rivers. Though. Because like, it takes one hit. That's the thing. We saw it with Peyton Manning. But he doesn't take the hit. No, but, but it only takes one hit. Next season, he takes one hard hit. That Peyton Manning's thigh ruined him in 2015. He was putting up numbers. All of a sudden, he just tailed off in October. And you look back, and there's a hit. I thought he had plantar fasciitis. Or whatever. It was his foot, his leg. He just he couldn't, couldn't he, you know, same Well, thing. I mean, it was his leg and he couldn't move anymore. <laughs> it was his head or his And there was no, it, it, it Manning thinks faster, throws faster than anyone. And once that injury happened, Drew Brees, we saw Warren Sharp tweeting yeah. about how 
Breeze was on fire all the se- all season. Took a shot through his shoulder after he threw a pick. He but, went back trying to make a tackle. Yeah, they don't have to do anything with eight. Like uh, if you're thirty two, no. If you're thirty two, recover faster. You're Drew Brees. You're forty years old. You don't recover from Who's a shoulder more pliable, injury. Drew Brees or Tom Brady? Uh, Tom Brady is definitely. Yeah. But I'm talking about those are two quarterbacks that are in his age group that both took rough hits and then they were just done for the rest. Of, or their numbers. And Tom Brady up. continues to do with Tom Brady. But the difference is like Tom Brady never takes those hits. Because their offense, but it only hit. takes one. But their offense has been designed for so long. He got like I was, so I was looking at this, and I had this up because I'm ranking Tom Brady's passer, passer. Look, this is a list, and J- Jason Lock and Ford and I talked about this last week. This is a list of the top 51 pass catchers from Tom Brady. Like Josh Gordon's 26. How's that? That's I mean, crazy. It's ridiculous. Uh, Brandon Cooks, 17. He was there for one year. But when you start digging into it, you see guys like James White, Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman, Wes Welker. Um, you know, of course, you have Dion Lewis, Shane Vereen. They've been doing this for 20 years where they have these pass-catching backs and short right. passing guys. Brady doesn't take hits. He doesn't take hits, and he stays pliable. He doesn't, he's not going to, like... You're buying into the pliability. I buy into the pliability. I think that we're all underselling at this point how much Brady stuff works. Let me just be honest. I was telling Beluga, I was telling Wilson Lizzle, Tacos. Yes. I've been talking about that for years. Well, I, was, I, was, I, was telling, I was telling Wilson this. That I, so starting January 1st, uh, my wife and I kind of switched our diet, going real healthy, and just looking. I let her make the grocery list for the first few weeks of the year, and I'm looking at it. And I'm looking at the crap that Tom Brady eats, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm turning into Tom Brady's diet. And it was just like, that is better. where – this guy is way ahead of everyone. Yes. Uh, and so, like, he doesn't drink I would booze, never doubt yeah. it. I think next year yeah. they're probably Super Bowl like, team. Tom Brady's but not 43, drinking some – counting him out. Tom Brady's, Tom Brady's not drinking some, like, like unfiltered IPA on he's a Sunday night. He's not drinking any beer. Yeah. No, but, like, in the offseason, he's probably drinking he's the nicest, like, possible – Tequila, like tequila and, and uh, in Mexico that was made on an agave stick in front of him. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not right. all natural. It's not right, drinking. Right, right, right. I love that Brenton goes straight to alcohol. <laughs> no nutritional stuff. What about he's drinking his alcohol? Brenton said IV straight and in. the beluga lentil tacos. Listen, just because you got off your six hundred gallon a month red wine habit doesn't mean you have to. <laughs> Past dispersions on the rest of us. Doctor's orders. Yeah. Hey, I just did dry January, buddy. So you guys both think Patriots? I didn't lose any weight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm on the Patriots. early. Early, we could switch it in the week. Uh, yeah, sure. Right Monday. now, well, it's Super Bowl, at the beginning of Super Bowl week. Patriots. So R.J. White, who does the Picks podcast, um, and I were on the same brain on this one. I actually, I'm, I'm, Ryan's going to think I'm stealing it from him, but I'm not. Um, I bet on the AFC plus three before the conference championships. And it worked out, that. huh? You're loving that, yeah, because the Patriots are minus right, three now. Right. So I have a, I can if it gets the three, I can take the Rams plus three and have a six point window to win both, which would be pretty sweet. Um, that hey, let makes, me ask you this real quick before you keep going. How much money <laughs> did you win or lose over the course of the football season gambling? Uh, Ooh, that's a good question. Put them on the spot. I know you know. That sounds no, like a loss. I don't, uh, no, I think it's probably about break even. I, I took that's a loser say. <laughs> no, that's a loser say. Yeah. Uh, would you count like NFL or just college, like college or NFL? We'll just say NFL since you're an NFL expert. Oh, uh, I'm up NFL, down college. How much? A uh, hundred bucks up or a thousand bucks up? <laughs> Not thousand dollars up, please. Between thousand and hundred. Yeah, somewhere between a thousand. Right. I mean, that's up. All right, fair yeah. enough. Um, I did. Yeah. Um, All right, gonna need to see receipts, but I'll take your word okay. for it for now. Uh, All right. Anyway, you're talking about the. I'm down. Plus well, in January, I'm down big because I went zero and six the last. Well, it gets harder teams. when you get fewer teams. That's no, a, no, no. I just. Well, I mean, but like, if you had, I had the Saints, and the Saints should have won, and they got screwed by the refs. And the Chiefs, and the Chiefs could have won. And speaking of the refs, yeah, we can talk about that. How this whole thing about all the refs were from Southern California. The fact that. 
Bill Venovich, the referee from the game, is getting freaking heckled at a college basketball game. Like, if you're that guy, do you even want to go out in public ever again? The is thing he, is, is he getting heckled or is he question being asked? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't recognize him without his hat on. But apparently, yeah, how did this? Who's the fan who's like, there's Venovich? Uh, if you're a college student, you can go viral. You know exactly what's going. You know who's refereeing your games. And how did you see that? How did I see it? Yeah. He was at the game heckling. Pat, yeah, I'm from Pac-12 country, man. I'm like, half my Twitter followers oh, are West Coast. So, uh, like, I get all the BYU, St. Mary's stuff. St. Mary's, no one, California. No, no one has ever said that. I get all the BYU, St. Mary's Twitter traffic. Well, I mean, I, I owe the BYU, Breach has dark, dark... The, the, the Mormon traffic, I owe Breach has dark avenues to... That's, that's, the dark web is my favorite part of the web. I'm okay with them, like, booing the guys at the game. The refs? Yeah, sure. I don't you don't want, call their yeah, cell phone. Don't, prank, don't, don't yeah, stalk yeah, yeah. them down. Don't, don't them sock them down. You don't need to go like he's at a college basketball game. Everything at that college basketball game was legal, like in good nature. Yeah, no, nobody, yeah, yeah, nobody was like, Vinovich, you son of a bitch. Wait, like what's give me an answer on rugby call when they're like, Hey, was that PI? Like that, that I have no problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and making a sign, that's yeah. funny. Like, that's um, like game day. Like one time I saw I was at a Virginia Tech football game. Zvinovich there? No, uh, Matt so Millen was there. Oh, Matt, Matt, Millen. Matt Millen was there. He was walking in. And Matt Millen's um, very sick, so I don't, I'm not, you know, but Matt Millen had a rough run in Detroit. Detroit right. And uh, he had transitioned to the broadcasting booth, back to the broadcasting booth. I was like, hey, man. I was like, you're making a really good transition back. On the way in, we're just having to be walking next to him. He's like, transition? <laughs> Thanks. And stormed off. And I was like, jeez. Like, That's Brenton. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't say anything other than, like, hey. John Daly also got mad at you. Who Classic Princeton. John Daly, I mean, John Daly signed my, I almost brought that hat. Um, Princeton's first foray into team branding, Princeton. Yeah, John Daly. Uh, what else we got, Breach, from the Super Bowl news? Uh, well, what are we talking about? Are you going to pick the Rams or not? Man, look, here's the thing, is that. You think the Patriots are going to win, but you want to pick the Rams to be different. I don't want to pick the Rams to be different. I'll, here is, I think Sean McVay is a great coach. Uh-huh. I think. How do the Rams win? That's my question. Here, let me stop you first because this is the conversation we had with Breach ten days ago when I was on the Rams bandwagon early on. He said, "What grade would you give Sean McVay for the championship game?" And I said, "C." He said, "What grade? What, what grade would you give Belichick?" I said, "A." Yeah. So, what switched for you? What has switched for me is that the Rams are. You look at the teams the Patriots have lost to in a Super Bowl: the Giants twice, obviously, and the, the Eagles. Eagles and you look how those teams won, it is just putting monstrous pressure on Tom Brady, and the Rams have that. Like, they have but the that's just any. But that's just any team in no, any it's not, game. Not every team has Aaron Donald. Not every team has no, no, Aaron but Donald. Saying, but, but, like, but, like, you always point to, the, like, not you, but every you always say, like, I how, did this I team, like, how did this team win? They got pressure on the quarterback. Like, that's how you win in football. Yeah, but the Chiefs couldn't do that. The Chiefs couldn't do that. Right. right. But why couldn't the Chiefs I do that? The Chiefs gonna lose. I thought the Patriots were going to lose a shootout last week. I did not think I they were going to hurt Tom Brady at all, but, affect Tom Brady at all. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm getting to a point here. The Chiefs led the league in sacks this year, right? Yeah, but yes. the, not all sacks are created equal. But do you know why the Chiefs couldn't get to Tom Brady? Because they had... Because the offensive line is awesome for the Patriots. They're awesome. They're the best offensive line in football right now. Who is beating Aaron Donald? Like, who is consistently going to stuff Aaron Donald? You just slide. I mean, just give him help. And, and Dominican Sue can play when he wants to play. And he'll want to play in the Super Bowl. Is he? Gonna I mean, no, he's had no, probably his two best games of the year in the yeah. last two weeks. You can, I, you can ask him Monday night at media day. And so, here's how they do it is they have, they have, <laughs> they have the defensive backs that can play man-to-man. 
So you can because I don't think you, I don't think you can play man to man with Julian Edelman. I think you can't. You can't well, I would Marcus, think you keep to leave all day over Julian Edelman. The, the, I know wait, he's a Hall of Famer. We got to talk about that. We're going to talk about that in a second. But so you um, take Brady's favorite. Keep to leave is a bad matchup. Edelman's a bad matchup for keep to leave because he's so small and shifted. Marcus Peters, like you don't need your best corner on Edelman. It, no, Roby Coleman is the guy who's playing. Okay, so put. <laughs> so defensive holding you just put it man to man and like you just you're sending everyone after Tom that's what that's exactly I mean I'm, if you me. do that that's exactly what Belichick would do if he were game planning against the Patriots he takes it, away your best weapon yeah so yeah. Wait, wait, so you're saying you're gonna put you're gonna go man to man yes against Edelman Edelman who is that he's not that's Brady think about how many plays Edelman made in the Chiefs game. If, if, Why if Edelman, Edelman. It, it, exactly. Wait, 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 look, they, look, the Chargers and the Chiefs ran zone and Edelman carved them up. That was stupid. Don't get me wrong. But if you play man-to-man, they're going to run these option routes with Edelman and Brady. And you have to play man-to-man against the Patriots. I agree. That's that's the only way. And, and the Rams have the talent, too. That's right. You get your hands on the receiver to the line of scrimmage. God, you are they... talking me into picking the Rams. But don't you think that Belichick knows that's what they're going to do? So... But then you're playing like fourth level chess, where right. it's like if he so knows that you know, yes, you know. Yes. So if you're McVay a, knows that Belichick knows if, that McVay knows that right. Belichick. But if you're in a four dimensional game of chess, who do you want to be operating? Who do you? What chess master do you want? So I the want guy, the millennial the whose mind works like okay, sure, you can take the millennial, or I'll take Bill F and Belichick, you hate millennials. who won his first Super Bowl when Sean McVay was in ninth grade before millennials existed. That's right, exactly. So, so how is Belichick stopping? The Rams high powered offense. I think you. I think that's easier than. What is it? How's Belichick stopping your offense? Yeah. Uh, he's, he just stopped the Chiefs' offense. So I'm just going to cut. Yeah. Did he? I'll give him the. I mean, you jam the receivers at thirty one points. They gave up zero, zero in, the in the first half. half. What they have at the end? We just now, we, now last that was a, week, a week ago we were screaming at Sean about how no, Sean's point, little that, pedantic defense. My point is that I don't think I told you, I was, Sean. Goff, you're serving your suspension tonight. I told you, son. Goff. Is not Patrick Mahomes. No, like Belichick will freak Jared Goff out. Yeah. Like I don't think Jared Goff is going to do as well you as he did. Quarterbacks hard. under twenty five. This is the same conversation we we're having a year ago about Nick Foles. By the way, I'm just saying you guys are. No, I will say I write the bold predictions each week, and I was afraid to bold predict Goff last week because I was like he might go off, but he mm. might not, and I don't know. But this week, I could see him throwing two interceptions. Quarterbacks who are under the age of twenty five are career fifteen and seventy five against Tom against Bill Belichick. That's a solid stat. Let's steal it. You should. Um, I've already written about it, so you can't steal it. You have to credit me. Mm, I will credit. I'll hot link your article. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Belichick destroys young quarterbacks. Two of those wins are Mark Sanchez, by the way, with those run-heavy Rex Ryan. And he's a Hall of Famer as well, by the way. Right. All right, so let's talk about this Edelman Hall of Fame thing. Where did that stem from, and why are we talking about it? Your buddy Peter Schrager. Was it Schrager? That's what you told me. No, I said Schrager deleted a tweet. That, so, no, he, he – so Schrager put the tweet up. And then apparently it came, the debate started on the Dan Patrick show. That's right. That's right. I saw okay. it. Yeah, it was like, who's who's more likely to be a Hall of Famer, Julian Edelman or Calvin Johnson? First of all, look, Dan Patrick is a radio sports media god. Okay? Like, like I mean, anybody our age grew up watching Dan Patrick on SportsCenter. Dan Patrick and Rich Eisen were tremendous. I'm not trying to insult Dan Patrick. But get out of here with that argument. It's garbage. You don't you – don't, Edelman versus Megatron? It's a clown show question. Well, here here is the the Edelman has two years over a thousand yards. But here's here's Calvin Johnson has one year over two thousand. And the point is that Julian Edelman has the second most receptions oh. in postseason history. Actually, I take that back. I don't want to 
insult Dan Patrick. So I'm going to change. I'm going to rephrase the way I said that. So you're going to bore right no, off no, no, no. You, you, mis- you fake news Dan Patrick. I didn't fake news. They anything. didn't say who's a bigger Hall of Famer. I they said know. whose career would you rather have? The Super Bowls and the big catches and the big moments or the guy with the huge stats and no wins? I'd rather be Calvin Johnson. Yeah, me too. He I would rather be Julian Edelman. If that's, that's the question, that's because you're short. I'll take my Super Bowl rings and I'll take being the second best receiver in playoff history. So you'd rather be Robert Ory? You'd rather be Robert Ory than Charles Barkley? Yes. Robert Ory is not the second best postseason NBA at his position. Julian Edelman's not even close to the second yeah, best postseason receiver. He's got the second best numbers. No, he doesn't. Larry Fitzgerald and, and Steve Smith both will crap on his numbers. Jerry Rice? No. Yeah, Jerry Rice is number one. Edelman's number two. Edelman is not number two. What yeah, numbers are you talking has, about? Uh, all-time receptions. He's number two in all-time playoff receptions? Yeah. He's had ten playoff games. He's number two. Okay. So you need to Google this fact. You're not aware of this. Well, I can that's, tell you're not. That's you, just learned this. Not. you learned this right now, didn't you? That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's No, it doesn't change it. Mo- like, but just you didn't know this. You're admitting it. Okay, but that's not – but you're you're trying to make it like – Second most receptions is second greatest receiver in playoff history. No, I am trying to make it like you asked me who I'd rather be, Calvin Johnson, who never won a playoff game, yeah. or Julian Edelman, who has multiple Super Bowl rings and has the second most receptions in playoff history. I am going to be the second guy. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not being I'm Calvin gonna, Johnson. I'm he lost be, player of the year in Georgia to To Sean be McVay. fair, Breach is a Bengals fan, and they're – a lot of losing. Right, Breach is like, give me a playoff right. berth. I will murder a human in cold blood for a playoff berth After right Calvin now. Yeah. At the end of the day, when Julian Edelman retires, because Calvin no Johnson. one's going to take Julian Edelman seriously when he retires. So it'll be, oh, you're Julian the guy Edelman that is a poor man's Brady. Westwell? That's exactly right. Oh, that's funny because you know who's number four on the all time postseason Walker. list? Wes Welker. Wes Welker. It's almost like Tom Brady has something to do with this, not Julian yeah. Edelman. Uh, well, I would I'm argue that Wes Welker. If you put Calvin Johnson on Tom Brady's team, right. It's called Randy they would, Johnson. It's called, it's called Randy, Randy Moss. Moss. Right, oh, wait, I'm going down the list. Uh, yeah, Calvin Johnson not even the top 50 for playoff for seven Why do you think that is? John, this because he plays for the Because he never went to the playoffs because his teams were horrible. No, and so Edelman stumbled into this dynasty. And he's a and Kent State quarterback. So I'm saying dynasty. at the end of my career, when all said and done, I would rather be I'd Julian Edelman than Calvin Johnson. No one is going to take Julian Edelman seriously when he retires. I would not put Julian Edelman in the Hall of Fame. That's not what we're talking about. I'm just saying, whose so, career would I rather have? But I'd here's rather the thing. Fifteen years from now, if you're at a bar and you see Julian Edelman, you see Calvin Johnson, who are you going to say? Oh, that guy was a fantastic player. Fifteen years from now, I'm going to look at his rings on his fingers and be like, Jesus, those are huge. I would say, why are you? Wearing I want a ring? that guy's autograph. I don't know who that guy is. I would say, why are you wearing all these rings to Hooters? But that would be just me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I mean, look, who's better, Wes Welker or Julian Edelman? It's not close. It if is you say not Edelman. I will punch you throw you out of this room and crack this beer. I'll drag you back in here and punch you in the face. We're not switching the topic. All right, I want uh, uh, Julian Edelman. Okay, that's fine. Okay, all right. Here's Julian Edelman's. Let's. Look, I'm going to go over this. Here is Julian Edelman's best season of his career: 98 catches, 1,106 yards, and three touchdowns. Or you can pick 105 catches, 1,056 yards, and six Both touchdowns. No better than 11.1 yards per catch. Right, right. But exactly. Fine. Let's pick 105 catches. 1,056 yards, six touchdowns. Now I'm going to go here to Wes Welker, and I'm going to do something right here. I'm going to select on Pro Football Reference his six years with New England, Ryan. And let's look at his averages. 112 catches, better than Edelman's best season. 1243 yards, better than Edelman's best season. 6.2 touchdowns, better than Edelman's best season. His average for six years is better than Edelman's best season. What is? What are we doing with Julian Edelman? This is insane. This is a. We've got too much time on our hands. Yeah. Crap. 
I, it, I think your rebuttal? You, my rebuttal is that, have you ever heard of Michael Irvin? Where's that Mike? I have heard of Michael Irvin. Yeah, that's somebody else who has had a great playoff career. What were his Michael Irvin's a Hall of Fame receiver. Yeah. What are you talking he's, about? He is Calvin Johnson's last week's no, listen, Sean argument. He's Cal, no, he's Calvin Johnson, Julian Edelman. Michael Irvin together. led the league receiving yards in 1991. Let me finish my point. That's Calvin Johnson and Julian Edelman mixed together. Like, fantastic regular. I'm, I'm, no, 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 no. Right, wait, let's, hear, let's hear what John has. No, I want you to know that I'm going to get an email from someone who is higher above than us, and you be like, "What is Breach talking about?" All right, right? well, let's hear it. Let, let, him, know, let him go on. Let him hear out of sense. How many thousand yards receiving? Do you, how many thousand yard receiving seasons do you think that Michael Irvin has? Without looking, four. No, five. No, nine. Seven. That close. Yeah, that's close. That's he not close. Join that up as two. I'm not comparing okay, Jordan Edelman to Michael Irvin. Yeah, finish your, finish your I am saying that Michael Irvin is it's a tough. Calvin Johnson, Julian Edelman combination, okay? This is like the – as far as your regular season stats and your playoff stats, okay? Okay. 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 Got that? Okay. Right. Yeah, we're with you. So, Calvin, just so you know, Jordan Edelman's career-long reception is 77 yards. Calvin Johnson has 83 career receiving touchdowns. Okay. All right, go ahead, John. So, Michael Irvin, I'm saying that we're all agreeing. I'm getting us to agree on something. I'm not agreeing with this, Michael Irvin. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Irvin <laughs> is hands down. You would rather have Michael Irvin's career over Calvin Johnson or Julian Edelman, yes? Fair, sure. Yeah, He's a I, think that's, I think that's fair. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Hall of Famer with multiple Super Bowls. Right. Okay, good. Three Super with Bowls. Hall of Famer with how many Super Bowls? Three Super Bowls. Okay, how many does Julian Edelman have? But Julian Edelman's not a Hall of Famer. Well, why would you want Michael Irvin over Calvin Johnson? Calvin Johnson is... One of the singular well, you, most... You brought the Super Bowls up. Yeah, that matters. It matters when you're talking about your career. Matter. Yeah, it does matter when you're talking about your career. And Julian Edelman has more Super Bowls. It matters about the career. Yeah, you know what? You said Trent Dilfer has more Super Bowls than Dan Marino. So if I wrote down... Would you rather have Trent Dilfer's career or Dan Marino's if career? If I wrote down... Would you rather have Trent Dilfer's career or Dan well, Marino's? no, because I was comparing two players. Those are not even comparable. That's unfair to Trent Dilfer, brother. I think I think that is comparable. But wait a second. Fair enough. With all that, what you're saying, you could have, you could be on either side of this. But how can you take Julian Edelman over Wes Welker? Also, one time Michael Irvin had Andy Benoit come up to him and go, "Playmaker." Oh my God. I talked to Andy about that last week. You know what? Andy said his wife does that to him now. <laughs> the, the best. I think Andy's going to come on the podcast this week. Oh, so good. That's exciting. Definitely have to get. So Andy you didn't on. answer the Wes Welker versus Julian Edelman's question. Okay, my answer to that would be as you look up. No, no, I just I had to double check something, and it was how many Super Bowls did Wes Walker win? Zero. zero. So that's zero. zero. He dropped the he dropped the catch again. Yeah. Oh, that's a pretty clutch one. Yeah, Tom Brady overthrew. Remember Giselle? Giselle? Him, yeah. Do I need to have? Does my husband have to throw passes to himself with she, words involved? The only reason that Julian Edelman exists is because she got Wes Walker fired. You, then yeah. And remind yes. me never to hire John as my general manager when I buy the Bengals. In fact, Wes Walker even lost the Super Bowl with the Broncos. Guys, the question is, which career do you want to have? And my question is. Would you rather have multiple Super Bowl rings or zero Super Bowl rings? Zero. I'd rather be the most transcendent receiver of my generation than I would be a a guy who... With a fantastic baseball I'd rather be like like Tom Brady's tag-along pal for three Super Bowls. Ten years from now, no one's going to be saying Calvin Johnson's the most transcendent receiver. He was the the most transcendent. Megatron. He's freaking Megatron. I know. They get a Transformer nickname. Julian Edelman gets Baby Brady. That's like, he's like, oh, Tom. That was my point. Even his logo. Yeah, he's like, That's my point about being a Hooters 15 years from now. If you see... Julian Edelman, you see Megatron. Who do you want to talk to? Yeah. Uh, Julian Edelman. You, yes, you are the Because he's the Julian same Edelman size. Yeah. Like, hey, he Jules. has Super Bowl rings. Hey, man, what's it like to play in the Super Bowl? What's it like in the playoffs? So there's Damian Woody. You're the you want to talk to Damian Woody? So Trent Dilfer and Dan Marino. Jerry Rice. So what are we doing here? 
This, it's not. It's a horrible. Comparison. The way we're going, there's gonna be no one left in this podcast. We kicked Sean off two weeks ago. John's <laughs> next. John off. Um, I actually think more podcast listeners would agree. Do you think that Julian Edelman? All right, tweet us at John Breach, at Wilburnson, at Ryan Wilson, CBS, at Pick Six Pod. Who would you rather be, Julian Edelman? Should we? Was it Dan Levitard says put it on the put on the the pole, put up the pole, Guillermo? <laughs> Let's put up a poll. Ask Calvin Johnson about Dancing with the Stars. Though. Ah, that's right. Would Julian Edelman ever be on Dancing with the Stars? I don't think so, John. I wouldn't want to be. Yeah, he will be. He's very clearly will be on Dancing with the Stars. Julian Edelman has had uh, has had some success off the field with the ladies as a result of his uh, lot in life. So I give him that. But to get back to the main point. The idea that Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer is asinine. I agree with that. And stupid. Uh, can we make that clear? Yes. I do not think he's a Hall of Famer yeah. at all. Like, Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt, aren't, who are, like, both top ten all-time in receiving yards, aren't in the Hall of Fame. They're like, well, Julian Edelman, who does have a couple of clutch catches in the postseason, is he a Hall of Famer? I don't know. It's like, okay, we have enough. We have too much time on our hands. We all need more podcasts and more time, like more things to worry about. Um, I, I did not think we were going to go into a ten-minute Charade on me defending Julian Edelman, but I'll take Julian and his two Super Bowl rings all day. All right, well, what are we missing from the news? Nicole Roby Coleman says that the ball was tipped. What do you think about that, John? It wasn't tipped, was it? No, it was. So here's the thing, and I, I just want to quote it one more time. But also, are you now going to pick the Rams after you run on that Edelman type? No, he'll probably switch back and forth. No, he doesn't no, want to be the only. No, my pick always sticks once it publishes Tuesday morning. I won't switch after that, but I might switch. I don't know the side. But here's the thing. So, Sunday night after the NFC title. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. Before, actually, before we move on, I have one more yeah, question. Yeah. How would you, where would you rank Julian Edelman amongst all time Tom Brady pass catchers? He's top three, I bet. No way. I mean, Welker, Brady Moss, and Gronk. Who's the third one? Welker, Moss, and Gronk. Oh, Gronk, yeah, that's right. He has to be fourth. He's fourth. I have Edelman fourth. Yeah. He's definitely top five. Yeah, top four. Yeah, he's definitely top five. Who's De- fifth? Deion Branch? Deion Branch is five. Yeah. Troy Brown, six. Amendola, yeah. seventh? David but, Patton, again, eight? if you were asking me who's the I'd rather have out of Welker and Edelman, I would say Well, you've just had this conversation for 20 minutes. I know. I was just saying. I would want that career over. Well, yeah. Super you'd Bowl. rather be the little Tom Brady sidekick with us Super, Super Bowl rings. Right. Yeah. 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 This is what happens when your team doesn't win, John. Yeah, this is what happens. By the way, I think... Edelman's dad is going to... Like, that's a Mac. That's a mid-American conference guy. I think that Welker and Cliff Kingsbury were teammates at Texas They were. Tech. Along with my buddy Wick Brenner from High Point, who's the kicker on that team. Cliff Kingsbury was a teammate with Tom Brady. That is correct, John. I like Cleef better. That's a great. That's his nickname. Cleef, Cleef, Kingsbury. That's what I'm cut off. Should we get out of here, or should we uh, discuss Antonio Brown's trade? Uh, I want to hear Ryan. He was a trainer, wasn't he? Yeah, he trained. He's oh, going. great. Where's he going? I'm just kidding. I know. Yeah. Just, just checking in on Ryan. Ryan, where do you think he goes? Where's his drama end up? Well, the Colts don't want him or Le'Veon Bell, even though they have over 120 million cap space. I don't know if San Francisco is going to want him. They need a wide receiver, but if the things that um, Jeremy Fowler, the ESPN beat reporter for the Steelers, reported are true, and I have no reason to think they aren't. Friend of the program, Jeremy Fowler. So here's the deal. So every year they have training camp Latrobe, which is just outside of Pittsburgh, 20, 30 minutes, and they stay in the dorms at St. Vincent College, except Antonio Brown had a house he rented to stay in. He would get picked up and dropped off for practice. He would Shut routinely, up, really? routinely show up 15 minutes late to practice, uh, miss meetings, show up late to meetings. And the reason you you do that if you're Mike Tomlin is because he's Antonio Brown. They said he would show up to games during the regular season when the team was dressed 
in their uniforms. He would show up in a mink coat, roll out there late, and then catch 150 yards in the fourth quarter. And it's hard to argue with that production. The results, yeah. But it's like when people people were like, oh, man, this podcast is so great. You don't do any prep work, but damn, it's good, right? You're the Antonio Brown of podcasting. I'm the Antonio Brown of podcasting game. I don't think they're getting a first-round pick for him. I would trade him for a second. But also, that's the most accurate thing I've ever heard. Brinson Divas his way through the week. Uh Uh-huh. And like... Yep. Remember, he's like, if I don't cook those buffalo wings and I don't microwave them to the right temperature, I can't even be on the show tonight. By the way, if the <laughs> Wait, what? if the Forty ers are willing to give up their second-round pick, the Steelers should jump all over that. That's I wouldn't do that if I'm saying I wouldn't either. I think Antonio Brown got slower as the year went on. He put up some pretty fantastic numbers. He didn't have. He wasn't as productive as he has been previously, and a lot of that had to do with. Right, would you rather be Julian Edelman or Antonio Brown? <laughs> I would imagine. Kind of the same I question. would imagine. Well, give John's going to say Edelman. Absolutely, right? because Super Bowl rings. They both went to Max School, so it's a little more confusing. Uh, but is yeah, it Edelman? I mean, is Antonio Brown ahead of Calvin Johnson in receiving yards? Calvin Johnson yes, is eleven thousand. It's got to be close. Oh, he has that many. Okay. Yes, I mean, yes. Calvin, guys, like we're talking yeah. about Calvin effing Johnson. They're right. Right about. They're almost dead even. And guess what? Both of them are worse than Julian Edelman. Eleven thousand two hundred seven for uh, Antonio Brown will pass Calvin Johnson next year. Calvin Johnson played less than ten years, yeah. man. It's funny we're talking about him because like he went to Georgia Tech. You know, he's he, this is the area but he where he played, was college. He played Georgia Tech. Well, it was actually before Paul Johnson. Yeah, right, right, right. Or, but, in, but they in, still ran a similar offense. They they're running it a lot, and so the fact that he became big uh, in that offense. Yeah. All right, well, that's so the podcast. Times, right? We forgot to take a break, so there won't be a commercial on this podcast. Uh-oh. Um, need a commercial. Uh, in the meantime, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember, you can watch the Pick 6 podcast live on Radio Road 12 to, 12 to 1. 12 to noon. 12 to noon. Noon to 1 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. Please go to cbsports.com slash live and check it out. Subscribe. We'll see you on the podcast. We still have a podcast, separate podcast every single day this week. Talk to you guys tomorrow.